Welcome to the Movie Ticket Radio Podcast. Yes, that's our official name, and thank you for joining. I am your host, J.R. Russ, with... Your friendly co-host, John Records Landecker. Yes, career broadcasters, and he's Mr. Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, we have the Movie Ticket Radio radio station that you can go to at movieticketradio.com and hear the hits you hear in movies. And this here is a podcast where we're talking about the movies, and we're actually playing a few clips of music. Not the biggest hits, because you know what they sound like, but ones that are more obscure, which... Our legal department tells us we can do under the fair use doctrine, which means that we're kind of instructing or teaching about these songs. So you're learning about them perhaps for the first time. So enjoy those musical interludes as we talk about the songs you hear in movies. And John, what are we talking about today? Oh, JR, we're going back to 1973, one of the great movies, one of the great soundtracks. American Graffiti. And you know, last time we did The Big Chill and we, that was from 1983, and we inadvertently commended it as one of the first movies to really use a lot of what would be considered oldies in the movie, but this is 10 years before. Yeah. So I think this one really would probably bear the torch, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Our mistake. And you've got just, you know, Ron Howard and... Harrison Ford. And... Suzanne Summers, just so many big stars to be. Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, and they were all just kind of picked out of nowhere and really went on to great careers. But I don't know if they made this movie or the movie made them, but I think the music made the whole thing, don't you? Oh, absolutely. And also Wolfman Jack. That's right, baby. I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. That's right. At that time, he was, of course, a legend in Southern California. Uh, in fact, I think, didn't he work at a Mexican radio station yep. because he couldn't get hired in the U.S.? Um, I don't know if he couldn't get hired, but the station, as I understand it, in Mexico was a super station in the fact that the, the power was far beyond the 50,000 watts allotted by the FCC in the United States. At least that's the story I heard. Yeah, they were running like a half a million watts or something, something. into south, Southern California and right. just booming from Tijuana all the way up to Los Angeles and just covering millions and millions of people. And it was at right. this time that he was just starting to get national attention on things like the Midnight Special and TV shows like mm -hmm. that where the rest of the country was learning about right. him. But he was already a legend in California and big, big stuff for his career and just big for this movie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Of course, uh, this is not in any particular order of appearance in the movie, but At the Hop was one of the big ones by Flash Cadillac and the Continental Kids, which I believe that was a remake, right? Oh, the original was done by Danny and the Juniors. Yeah, and uh, John Madura, Artie Singer, and Dave White wrote that. And I, I guess they just had a cover version because they couldn't, they had Flash Cadillac and the Continental Kids do the version. But there were a lot of originals in there, like Barbara Ann. Well, by the Regents, weren't they the original? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Beach Boys covered it later, but they are the original. Right, and Fed, Fred Fassett wrote that. A Thousand Miles Away, I'm not familiar with, by the Heartbeats. I think if I heard it, I'd know it, but off the top of my head, no. All right, well, let's uh, play a little piece of it here. James Shepard and William Miller. You're a thousand miles away, but I still have your love 
Very 50s sounding. Yep, that's at least a thousand miles away. Yeah, at least. Maybe <laughs> at maybe nine fifty, you know, who knows? Right. And uh another one I'm not real familiar with by Buster Brown, Fannie Mae. You'd know it if you heard it. Yeah. Yep. Well, let's play a little piece of that. Morris Levy, Clarence Lewis, and Wayman Glasgow, the writers here. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And one other one that I really didn't know either before we get into the really big ones is G, G-E-E, uh, also written by Morris Levy and William Davis by the Crows. Well, these songs, all of these that we've just mentioned are going way back into the mid to late 50s. So that's probably why we're not as familiar with them as others because they never received much radio airplay after the movie, whereas... Some of these others, either they were bigger songs and got repeated, or the film launched them into a second success cycle. Yeah, probably only a specific thing like the satellite radio uh, 50s channel would have played a lot of this stuff. And really not targeted uh, for the movie. But of course, this supposedly takes place in the late 50s of the uh, rock and roll era. So that's why you're hearing a lot of this supposedly on the radio, kind of in a similar way of once upon a time in Hollywood, which takes place in mm-hmm. 1969. And this is set to, uh, again, a soundtrack of a radio station that just continues to play through the night or songs that are played at the drive-in where they go to. Right. Heart and soul written by uh, Hoagie Carmichael and Frank Losser, a really old song done by the Cleftones. And covered later on by Jan and Dean because I bought the record. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah? One of your first? Absolutely. I heard your show on WGN, and you were talking about first songs that you purchased. And I remember mine was Bebop Baby by Ricky Nelson. I loved Ricky Nelson. Yeah, he was good. And he got really turned off by a lot of the press that wanted him to do the old stuff. And he wanted to do new, new things, hence... Garden Party. Yeah. Right? yeah. The Flamingo is a real nice ballad, I Only Have Eyes for You, written by Harry Warren. Right. And Al Dubin. I forgot to mention Al, and he might be upset if he were still alive, but probably <laughs> not. <laughs> Come along and be my party doll, uh, Jimmy Bowen and Buddy Knox, who also performed it. At the time, this was a bit of a controversial song. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Well... Inviting a woman to come along and be your party doll mm. had, I guess, overtones at that time that non-party doll people were uh, offended by. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. It was a kind of a, just let's uh, have the sex and party and not really uh, have any relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, you know, you can't just have a twist like Chubby Checker did the twist. I mean, really augmenting it with a little peppermint really helps. The Peppermint Twist. And I think Joey D and the Starlighters did that perfectly. Yep. And I believe there was also a, a nightclub in New York called the Peppermint Twist. Oh, well, maybe this that takes after it yeah. or vice versa. But Joey D and Henry Glover wrote it. So definitely not a ripoff on Chubby Checker's Twist, but definitely a separate no. song. See You in September 
who had the big hit of that? Bye bye, so long, farewell. The happenings. Yeah. Uh, but this one done by the Tempos and originally written by uh, Sid Wayne and Sherm Edwards. I always think of uh, Sherman Hemsley. My, my friend in El Paso <laughs> knew him. We almost did. A, here's a sidebar. Here's, I, I've got some Sherman Hemsley cred. My friend did some production of commercials and things when he owned Ballyhoo Studios in El Paso. And uh, Jeff Goldberg did some stuff with Sherm. And we tried to do an XM channel with his music. And one of the things he said he was really into was ELO. And so... I was trying to kind of get a handle on what kind of stuff he liked. And I said, oh, like, do you mean ELO, the electric like orchestra? And he liked this group ELO, which was really weird. And they're so obscure, I can't even find them on YouTube now. And I just was like, I don't think that's mass appeal enough for XM to be interested. Definitely not electric light orchestra. No, uh, it was really no. weird. And when we came close to doing something with Sherm, but not. And then he had a lot of financial issues and uh, other things. So nothing ever happened, but that was my close encounter with uh, Sherman Hemsley. Hmm. Interesting story. Oh, I was interested. Yaya, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wasn't it going to my la-la doing my yaya? Yeah, Lee Dorsey. Yeah, whose biggest hit was working at a coal mine going down, yeah. down, down. He mm-hmm. and Clarence Lewis, Bobby Robinson, and Morris Levy, uh, or Levy, wrote this. And a pretty good song. Oh, yeah. Probably one of the bigger songs on this by the Big Bopper. Chantilly Lace. With a pretty face. Hello, baby. Uh, J.P. Richardson, his real name, uh, yes. known as the Big Bopper. And, of course, one of the people who was in the plane crash with Buddy Holly. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And then another cover by Flash Cadillac and the Continental Kids, She's So Fine, which was done by, was it the Shirelles? Chiffons. Chiffons. Yeah. And Chris Moe and Lynn Phillips uh, III wrote that. But uh, I guess they couldn't get the rights to them, so Flash Cadillac said, eh, we'll do those. No problem. Yeah, I guess so. Same thing with Louie Louie, written by Richard Berry. Yeah. Performed by Flash Cadillac and the Continental Kids. Exactly. And, of course, the huge hit that came after that was uh, The Kingsman. Yes. So uh, apparently Flash Cadillac, the discount rock and rollers. Oh, oh, yes, oh, on yeah. the great pretender. The Platters. Buck Ram, the writer there, big song. There is just so much. Well, we have like two pages of songs here, and that's why we're rolling along quickly. Uh, yeah. Uh, another huge hit, Little Darling by the Diamonds, written yep. by Maurice Williams. Yeah, great and record. I, I don't know Almost Grown by Chuck Berry, do you? Yes, once again, you'd know it if you heard it. And is it written by Chuck Berry? Is it a maybe you couldn't play that today type song? I'd have to check it out, but I don't think so. Okay, let's maybe. Let's, maybe. I don't know. Let's get a little piece of it, you know, with that, you know, go away, little girl, you're too young for me thing. Let's, uh, let's hear it. Whoa, whoa. You know, I'm almost grown. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, and I'm doing all right in school. Things that are broke, no rules. I ain't never been in Dutch. I don't browse around too much Don't bother me, leave me alone Anyway, I'm almost grown Okay, so just a lament of a young man who wants to get the heck out of school. Yeah. Yeah. 
tones, the monotones. <laughs> and that's a pretty funny name because you would want to really be uh, not monotone as a singer. You'd want to cover all of the chords and things, and the, the monotones decided to do the Book of Love. I wonder, 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 wonder who, who wrote the Book of Love. Were they the original on that? As far as I know. Okay. They were the hardcover before the paperback book of love came out. I got you. I, I don't know how many years later, and now it's on Amazon. I'm only kidding. All right. Uh, Warren Davis, Charles Patrick, George Malone, uh, writers there. Good Night, Sweetheart by Pookie Hudson and Calvin Carter by... The Spaniel. Arf, arf. <laughs> yeah, I know that song. Not one of my, not one of my favorites. No. But, you know. Well, good night, sweetheart. Mm, that's yeah, the one. That's the one. And ain't that a shame that's not one of your favorites, uh, the Fat Man, the Fat Man, Fat's Domino. You know, that song's also been covered by Cheap Trick. Really? Yeah. I think Cheap Trick is back around again this year, 2021, with doing another uh, Cheap Trick tour. I don't see why not. Yeah, well, you know, if you can keep making money. My friend always calls these tours. Of course, it was always the... Gary Lewis and Gary Puckett and all those individuals that kind of the groups broke up. He calls it the geezers of rock tour. <laughs> and so now you're finding that with these 70s and 80s groups that are actually 80s and 90s groups that are doing geezers of rock tours now. Right. And uh, so I think Cheap Trick is on a geezers of rock run. Um, the Great Imposter by the Fleetwoods, their biggest was, wasn't the little... Johnny and the church bell rang. Well, no, that was the Browns. You're talking about the Fleetwoods who did Come Softly uh, to Me. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Yes, you're right. Um, and I'm trying to remember off the top of my head what some of the other Fleetwood songs were, but uh, I don't recall this being done by the Fleetwoods. Oh, wait a minute. I'm thinking of The Great Pretender. No, Yes, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. The Great Apostor just came up. Uh, I did a quick web search, and it shows yeah. the Fleetwoods and the American Graffiti soundtrack uh, yeah, shown. Yeah, my bad, my bad. And The Clovers, Love Potion Number 9, that was not the biggest hit of it. That was the... He's got a driver, searchers of 34th and band. Yes, The Searchers, the, you're exactly aha. right. And now one of these songs that you could probably not release today, Johnny Burnett's You're 16. You're beautiful and you're mine. Nice if it's sung by a 16 or 17-year-old, but 18 or older, go directly to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Collect 10 to 20. Um, and covered by Ringo Starr. Yes. One of his big hits. Yeah, it was. And Robert and Richard Sherman thought that was okay in the day, but <laughs> apparently not today. <laughs> Probably not. Maybe, baby. Buddy Holly and Norman Petty, sung, sung yeah. by Buddy Holly, uh, redone a lot of times by different people. Great song. Absolutely. A song in this movie, but a theme from our friend and appearance in this movie, Ron Howard, his big TV show, Rock Around the Clock. Bill Haley and the Comets. Yep, from Happy Days. I mean, they eventually did a Happy Days theme, but the first year or two, they used Rock Around the Clock as the intro for Happy Days, and that, that was basically loosely based on this movie. Mm, very interesting. Max Friedman and James Myers uh, did the song, uh -huh. and a big one by Bill Haley and the Comets, followed by the Beach Boys' All Summer Long by Brian Wilson and Mike Love. Yep. And... 
There aren't a lot of songs that go ip, 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 moo, 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 get a job. The silhouettes. Yep, 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 sorry. Yep, and they also wrote it. Good for them. A collaborative effort. Yes. Now, here's one about the five satins, I don't know, to the aisle. Billy Dawn, Smith, and Stuart Wiener or Weiner <laughs> wrote it. Those Wieners. And uh, I think Elvis Presley had the biggest version of Crying in the Chapel. Absolutely. But Sonny Till and the Orioles, not known if they're from Baltimore, mm. written by Artie Glenn, was in there. Uh, another biggie, Do You Want to Dance, Bobby Freeman. Also covered by the Beach Boys. Yep, wrote it, performed yep. it in the movie. And a classic, classic song. I've had a couple of convertibles. I had motorcycles years ago, and after dumping once or twice and realizing I need a little steel around me, I've had convertibles. Nice. And nothing I like better. In fact, I just did this last night. We had a nice warm night. And I went out, put the top down, and just went for a drive. More than a hobby or doing anything else, I love a convertible ride on a nice warm night. And I think of Green Onions as one of those songs that just goes perfectly with that feeling of just kind of mellow and laid back, and you're doing about 35 miles an hour, and you're not you know, in a drag race or anything. It's just like just a cool song. If you could typify cool with music, Green Onions is that song. Booker T and the MGs. Yep. Uh, Booker T. Jones also co-wrote it with Al Jackson Jr., Louis Steinberg, and Steve Cropper, uh, which we mentioned earlier in an earlier podcast, was uh, mm-hmm. one of the studio musicians. And just uh, Booker T was just a great group now, on their own and on playing on other big hit records. Another big classic from Del Shannon. Runaway. Probably his signature song. I think so, yeah. He and Max Cook wrote that one. And Mark Dinning's signature song. Teen Angel. Written by Red Surrey and Gene Dinning. One of the series of songs about death. <laughs> yeah. That was always a downer. You know, you're trying to have a big hot rock and flamethrown top 40 radio show. And you got to play Seasons in the Sun or Teen Angel or Dead Man's Curve. At least Dead Man's Curve made it kind of fun. you know. <laughs> but, right. Oh, God. Since uh, since I don't have you, John, I got nothing. Since I don't have you, the Skyliner's great song. Uh, Skyliner, a 1959 Ford convertible song mentioning <laughs> convertibles. Uh, the uh, Skyliner was the hardtop convertible, the Sunliner, the soft top, just for those uh, motorheads in our audience today. Absolutely. They also wrote that song, so they uh, collaborated on it. Clarence Quick. Wrote Come Go With Me and performed by the Dell Vikings. Mm-hmm. Great tune. Everybody who either turns 16 or has a child that turns 16 <laughs> still plays 16 Candles by the Crests. Yep, they sure do. Luther Dixon and Allison Kent, who is uncredited, it says in the info I have, which, Allison, get your due. Come on. <laughs> Uh, Richard Rogers and Oscar Hammerstein song that it doesn't say who performed it here in my listing, Some Enchanted Evening, but a you know, yes. classic 40s, I guess, song. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, only You by the Platters. Uh, only You, which also... Another great yet mentioning Ringo Starr, he covered that. He did? Yes. 
I never heard it. Here it is. Buck Ram, the writer of it. Only you can make this well seem right. Goodnight Vienna LP, which featured an illustration of the robot from the day the earth stood still, which I think his name was Gort. What do you know? Yeah, kind of mellowed out, uh, but yeah. kind of the same tempo, I think, but just more melodic. It was a, a moderate hit. Uh, the mid-chart, as the broadcast uh, <laughs> chart makers call it. <laughs> uh, the platters. Smoke gets in your eyes. Uh, Jerome Kern, that was a, a, he was a big writer along with Otto Herbach. So that's an old yes. song redone by the Platters and made a big hit in the 50s and redone a number of times later. And uh, the Diamonds came back. Uh, uh, I think they followed up Little Darlin' with Stroll trying to get into the dance craze. It was a big hit. Yeah. And it was, it was a dance. And yeah. it was performed like on American Bandstand and... I don't know where else, but huge hit for the Diamonds. Yep, Clyde Otis and Nancy Lee writers there. And, of course, mentioning Chuck Berry, as we did earlier, one of his biggest, Johnny B. Good. Which has been covered, I don't know how many times, just about by everybody. A lot. And he yeah. also wrote that song. Buddy Holly, as we mentioned earlier, also did That'll Be the Day, probably one of his biggest Yes. Also played in this movie, Jerry Allison, he and Norman Petty co-wrote that. And that brings us down to our last song in the movie. Again, not necessarily in the order of appearance. Right. But a Wilson love song, Brian Wilson, Mike Love. Surfing Safari. The Beach Boys and a great song in a great movie featuring great music. Say it. Oh, sorry. (laughs) That's American Graffiti. You got that right. 1973. Yeah. So uh, there is your movie ticket radio podcast for today. Mentioning a lot of the hits that you hear in movies and just uh, just some great stuff. And um, geez, what do you want to do next time, John? That's up to you, JR. I don't know. What do you think about coming more current with The Hangover? Ooh, great idea. One. Not just one. Yes, two, and maybe. (laughs) Three? Yes. Uh, We did it with Beverly Hills Cop. Let's do it again with The Hangover. So let's do that next time right here. And again, if you've got suggestions, you want to write us, go ahead. It's movieticketradio at gmail.com. Listen online to the hits you hear in movies on... Movieticketradio.com. Yes, sirree, Bob. Or John. Yes, sirree, John. Yes, sir, JR. All right. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends, like us, do whatever you youngsters do to make podcasts viral. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again. Goodbye. I'm JR. I'm JR Landecker. See you later. Movie Ticket Radio.